the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you'll enjoy from my friend, Dennis Prager. It was a great, short book out, Reclaiming Common Sense. Wow, do I love common sense. You know, Adam Carolla and I are very bonded. This guy's an atheist. Well, I think he's getting to be an agnostic under my nefarious influence. But Adam Carolla, my dear friend and colleague, and the man I made the movie with, No Safe Spaces, just out this week, he says publicly, Dennis and I have common sense in common. And I think he's right. That's right. Finding Truth in a Post-Truth World. Robert Curry is the author. He writes for a lot of distinguished places. Reclaiming Common Sense. And I have the delight to have Robert Curry on. Welcome to my show. Thanks for having me back, Dennis. When did I last have you on? Uh, um, A while ago, I did an article on what's the matter with Germany that you like. Good. You're good. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think the world of you well thank you very much reclaiming common sense so i have a depressing question <laughs> okay i'll try since, to it. okay good since mark twain said in the 1890s common sense is not common when you say reclaiming common sense was there more in the past oh gosh yes oh gosh yes good go ahead in a, in a number of senses, <clears throat> um, you know, um, in the frontier in frontier America, people really had to had to scramble and to survive and thrive, relying on common sense. I think it's one of the reasons that America got to be called the common sense nation. But there's more to it. Um, the founders were brilliant students of a philosophy called common sense realism, and common sense realism was the defining fact of education in America for more than 100 years, depending on how you count it, up to almost the 20th century. So if you went, when uh, Lord Acton, you know, he's that wonderful man who said, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. When he visited Harvard in the 1850s, what he found was that uh, there weren't electives in those days. And Harvard juniors studied common sense realism is that right? That was actually the name of the course or series of courses? Yeah, well, that course was, I don't know, he didn't write, I wrote, I read about it. He didn't write the name of the course, but it was a um, a course in Thomas Reed, who was the father of common sense realism. So basically, you know, Alan Gelzo and Arthur Herman and others have pointed out that the philosophy of common sense realism was the like the official philosophy in the universities in America 
until that was overthrown around the beginning of the 20th century. So educated people were educated in the ideas of common sense realism, which means that, you know, there were, common sense realism held that there are certain self-evident truths. And that founders were quoting. By the way, I think a good example, a really, really, really powerful example, is that biological males can run against biological females if they say that they're a female. And I'm not saying it, 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 you know, I'm not saying it is a joke. I'm saying that is the classic example of the utter abandonment of common sense. That's right. We, you and I grew up with the, in the common sense reality that males are, uh, human beings are male or female. But that, the war, there's a war on common sense. And one name for this war is, is a, an attempt to impose linguistic realism instead of common sense realism. So if a boy says he's a girl, he gets to use the girl's shower, um, he gets to compete with, um, you know, compete with girls in, in athletics. I mean, in other words, the idea is the biological reality is trumped by what a person says about themselves. This is a direct attack on common sense. Right. So you okay? So here's my uh, what I call sixty-four thousand dollar question. Although with inflation, it's sixty, you know, sixty-four million. So I, I have sure. a I have a question, and I and I don't know the answer to this fully. I have, uh, that's why I'm, I'm, often I have a theory, but on this one, I really want to know what you think. And that is, when you say it changed at the turn of the century, that is the 20th century, when it began, what do you think happened at that time, generally speaking, to end common sense? Well, the rise of American progressivism, um, Got, American progressivism got going then, and it put Wilson and Woodrow Wilson in the White House. Now, Wilson explicitly rejected the Constitution and the ideas of the Declaration of Independence, and um, so he, he, the progressives have, have been in power more and more over the last century. They have two aims. One aim is to knock down the Constitution. You know, lately we're hearing about getting rid of the Electoral, the electoral College and, and the First and Second Amendment. But the project of overthrowing the Constitution has been fundamental from the beginning. The other thing is, they re- Wilson and the progressives reject the idea that there's self-evident truths. Wilson was under the influence from this, of this German philosopher named Hegel, who said that uh, the ideas that we believe are only the ideas of our time. And so there's no such thing as truth except the truths of your historical period. So this is a big idea for one of the few ideas that, that Wilson really understood in a deep way. And so, and the other progressives are, are, um, share that idea. So they don't believe that they're self-evident truths, which are the founding of the founding. And they don't believe in the Constitution and the Declaration. So they set out to do two things. One, to overthrow that system get rid of electoral college, etc., but also to attack the common sense that allows us to know that certain things are just true and are always going to be true. For example, human beings are male or female. That's a that's a fundamental truth and it needs to go. It needs to be it needs to be rejected by political correctness and that needs to be backed up by governmental power to force people not to think in simple terms of... So, in effect, are you saying that progressivism and common sense are mutually exclusive? Absolutely. 
and and by and what they call themselves progressive then, but today, Dennis, you call them the left with a capital L. It's the same people. It's just that they've right agreed. They've come into ascendancy in in, mm-hmm. in our time. The Democratic Party today today is a progressive left party, a left party in your sense. And you know, a um, hundred years ago, it was an important wing of the party. It, and it would come into dominance and then fall. Away. Uh, I, I happen to, ag- yeah, I happen to agree. And, and by the way, the, the, in other words, that common sense leads you to a, a non-left perspective on life. I, I mean, it's yes. common sense that the only way to stop a bad man with a gun is with a good man with a gun. But they yes, they reject no. That's just yes. It's just that's just yes. common sense. That's not pro-gun. It's pro-common yes. sense. Yes. But they reject that as they as they do. I mean, capitalism is the only thing that has taken people out of poverty. So why would you, with common sense and love of humanity, ever advocate socialism? It produces no wealth. It's all common sense. It's all common sense. In fact, in, in my opinion, and I've made a big study of this. I think any point at which economics departs from common sense. Uh, you know these ideas that we can borrow our way out of debt and that kind of thing. Those ideas are 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 not really economic ideas, but they're attacks on common sense within the economics profession. Now let me let me tell you something you'll find of interest. You mentioned two things that uh, I didn't want to interrupt you, but which are to me very <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> are very salient to this issue. I asked you why. Early 20th, late 19th. So part of the explanation that I have come up with and have heard is that academics, in order to get PhDs in the late 19th century, because American universities generally were not offering doctorates, went to Germany. You mentioned mentioned Hegel. That's a German philosopher. Yes. They studied German philosophers came home with their PhDs steeped yes. in German philosophy, and yes. that uh, that was the end of the American university as they were founded to be. That's just, I, I agree with that very much, and I discussed that in my, um, in my book, Common Sense Nation. I mean, that is what happened. The, uh, the, the, the common sense realist professors were displaced by the PhDs who were members of the American Political Science Association and the American... Yeah, like Woodrow Wilson. He was president of Princeton. Yes. Because you mentioned Wilson, too. That's, yes, it's this... So it's taken a 100 years, but it's worked. Now half of America doesn't believe in the First Amendment. Yes, that's exactly right. And and, and they didn't believe in it. The The American progressives didn't believe in it. And they've managed by their control of the universities, to persuade uh, some scary proportion of young people today. That's correct. It's a revolution from the academy. Yeah. And that's how come, you know, the, um, I mean, the the press right now is happy to publish, you know, is free from worrying about the truth of what they report. Well, why, how can reporters be that way? How can reporters be so so blatant about reporting uh, stuff that isn't true? Well, they learned in the university that there's no such thing as truth. So that liberates them to pick a side in the fight and, you know, which side they're on and go for it. If they are lying, yep. 
Well, let me tell everybody again, your book, and it's 105 pages of excellence, Reclaiming Common Sense, Finding Truth in a Post-Truth World. You should read him at American Greatness, American Thinker, and everywhere he writes, Claremont Review of Books. Robert Curry will speak again. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.